Hi, what's better today? You're listening to the Leadership Advantage podcast with me, Dr. John Kenworthy, and brought to you by Excelsin.com. It's why some leaders thrive and others struggle. Hey there and welcome, this is John and this week I'm talking about power. I watched a movie recently about a Michelin-starred chef. It's called Burnt. And the movie is, is really quite good and somewhat realistic. Certainly in the way that the chefs behave under pressure. And it reminded me of my early career in the kitchens and some of the chefs I'd worked with. Superstar chefs are renowned for screaming vulgarities, throwing tantrums and punishing staff for any wrongdoing, perceived or real. And with sharp knives and live flames around, you learn to obey quickly. As the saying goes, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. In my own experience, chefs use coercive power to achieve what they require, with the excuse that any other form of leadership simply takes too long. So what other sources of power can a leader utilise when they want to motivate others and get them to do things that matter? This week, I want to help you understand five different sources of power in the workplace and how you can build a more sustainable source of long-term leadership power and gain influence. Leadership and power are very closely linked. And whilst leadership is influence and not power, power and position are not the same thing as leadership, but they are very closely linked. And people do tend to follow those who are powerful. And because others follow, the person with power leads. But leaders have power for very different reasons. Some are powerful because they alone have the ability to give you a bonus or a raise. They have the power to hire or fire. Others are powerful because they can assign you tasks that you don't like. Yet while leaders of this type have formal or official power, their teams are unlikely to be enthusiastic about their approach to leadership, if that's all they rely on. Think about the last boss that you had that only used their positional power and how you didn't sustain your followership as willingly as you would with somebody who used their influence. But on the more positive side, leaders may have power because they're experts in their field or because their team members admire them. It is bestowed upon them. People with these types of power don't necessarily have those formal leadership roles, but they influence others effectively because of their skills and their personal qualities and their charisma. And when a leadership position opens up, they'll probably be the first to be considered for promotion. Do you consider these types of power in those around you or in yourself the different ways you exhibit different power? And how does power influence the way you work and the way you live? When we look at understanding power, there's a very notable study on power conducted by social psychologists back in the late 1950s. John French and Bertram Raven, I think it was 59, uh, identified five bases of power 
and it's still relevant today. There is this legitimate power, reward power, expert power, referent power and coercive power. Legitimate power comes from the belief that a person has the right to make those demands and they expect compliance and obedience from others. A policeman would have legitimate power. Reward power, this this results from one person's ability to compensate another for compliance. And expert power, this is based on the person's superior skill and knowledge. Often it's referred to in qualifications that if you are a qualified person, you automatically become an expert in that field. Referent power, this is the result of someone's perceived attractiveness, their worthiness and right to respect from others. And lastly, coercive power comes from the belief that a person can punish others for non-compliance. If you're aware of these different sources of power, these five sources, legitimate, reward, expert, referent and coercive, you can better understand why you're influenced by someone or how you influence others and decide whether or not you want to accept the base of power that is being used. And we need to be recognising your own sources of power, building your leadership skills by using and developing your own sources of power appropriately and for best effect. The most effective leaders use mainly referent or expert power. And to develop your leadership abilities and agility, learn how to build these types of power. Be recognised as the expert so that you can have a positive influence on your colleagues, your team, your organisation and society. But let's explore these five bases of power using French and Raven's bases just to understand a little better how we can better develop our own power base. So let's start with legitimate power. A president, prime minister, the monarch, the Queen of England has power. But so does a CEO, a minister or a fire chief or a policeman. People holding these formal official positions or their job titles typically have power. Social hierarchies, the cultural norm and organisational structure all provide the basis for legitimate power. But this type of power can be unpredictable and unstable if you lose the title or the position. Legitimate power can instantly disappear. Since others were influenced by the position, not by you, and also your scope of power is limited to situations that others believe you have the right to control. If a policeman tells people to stay away from a burning building, that's one thing. But if a fire chief tells you, you probably take more notice. If uh, a fire chief, though, tries to make people stay away from a street fight, well, people will probably ignore him. Therefore, you rely on legitimate power when it's on- the only way you can influence others. And when you're a leader, you need much more than this. In fact, you may not need legitimate power at all. 
So the second type of power we can look at is they call reward power. People in power are often able to give out rewards. The raise, the promotion, desirable assignments, training opportunities, coaching and even simple compliments. These are just examples of rewards controlled by people in power. If others expect that you'll reward them for doing what you want, there's a high probability that they'll do it. The problem, though, with this base of power is that you may not have as much control over rewards as you would like or need. Supervisors probably don't actually have complete control over salary increases, and managers often can't control promotions all by themselves. And even the CEO needs permission from the board of directors for some actions. So when you use up your available rewards, or the rewards don't have enough perceived value to others, your power weakens. And one of the frustrations of using rewards is that they often need to be bigger each time if they're to have the same motivational impact. Just think of your own salary. That in order to be re-motivated by a hike in your salary, it needs to be even larger than it was previously. And even then, if the rewards are given frequently, people can become satiated by their reward such that it loses its effectiveness. And there are many, many studies that show that money alone, in particular salaries, have little real impact on driving productivity. A third type of power I want to talk about now is coercive power. This, as a source of power, is also problematic and can be subject to abuse. And what's more, it can cause unhealthy behaviour and huge dissatisfaction in the workplace. Threats and punishment are common tools of coercion, implying or threatening that someone will be fired, demoted, denied privileges, or given undesirable assignments. Very often, you're just kept out of the loop. You're ignored, and people take advantage of that. These are examples of using coercive power. While your position may give you the capability to coerce others, It doesn't automatically mean that you have the will or justification to do so. And as a last resort, you may sometimes need to punish people. However, extensive use of coercive power is rarely appropriate in an organisational setting. Clearly, if you rely on these forms of power, legitimate reward and coercive power, alone, these will result in a very cold, technocratic, impoverished style of leadership. To be a true leader, you need a much more robust source of power that can be supplied by a title, an ability to reward, or that ability to punish. And this is where I'm going to talk about the personal power sources, expert power and referent power. Expert power, when you have the knowledge and the skills that enable you to understand a situation, suggest solutions, use solid judgment and generally outperform others, people will probably listen to you. When you demonstrate expertise, people tend to trust you and respect what you say. As a subject matter expert, your ideas will have more value and others will look to you for leadership in that area. What's more, you can take your confidence, decisiveness and reputation for rational thinking and expand them to other subjects and issues. And this is a good way to build and maintain expert power. 
It doesn't require positional power. So you can use it to go beyond that. And this is one of the best ways to improve your leadership skills. And then there's referring to power. And this is often referred to as charisma, charm, admiration or appeal. What's very interesting is charisma and charm. These are gifts that are given to you. And everybody has them to a greater or lesser extent. And you have a charisma with certain people. Just think of some people you exude your charisma to. Others you do not. A typical example would be your girlfriend or boyfriend, if you remember those situations. Some people were attracted to you. Others were not. And you were still the same person. They, they still had that charisma, but it appealed to some people and didn't appeal to others. Referent power. This comes from one person liking and respecting another and strongly identifying with that person in some way. Celebrities have referent power, which is why they can influence everything from what people buy to whom they elect to office. In a workplace, a person with charm often makes everyone feel good. So he or she tends to have a lot more influence, but not necessarily with everyone. Referring to power can be a huge responsibility because you don't necessarily have to do anything to earn it. Therefore, it can be abused quite easily. Someone who is likeable but lacks integrity and honesty may rise to power and use that power to hurt and alienate people as well as gain personal advantage. Relying on referent power alone is not a good strategy for a leader who wants longevity and respect. But when combined with other sources of power, it can help you achieve great success, particularly when you combine it with expert So let's think about what we've covered here. We've looked at the five sources of power, three of which tend to be uh, positional power sources. That's legitimate power, your job title, uh, your electing to office. Reward power, where you have that ability to give rewards. And coercive power, where you have the power to take rewards away or punish people. But two more powerful, longer-term leadership power sources, expert power and referent power. And anyone is capable of holding power and influencing others. You don't need to have an important job title or a big office. But if you recognise the different forms of power, you can avoid being influenced by those who use the less effective types of power. And you can focus on developing expert and referent power for yourself. This will help you become an influential and positive leader. And apply this to your life. Go through each of these power bases. And I've put them all in the show notes for you to go through this. And write down when and how you've used that source of power in the past. I'll put a template in the show notes as well for you to download so that you can just quickly go through this. Ask yourself if you use the power appropriately. Consider the expected and unexpected consequences of it. And decide what you'll do differently next time. 
Think about the people who have power and influence over you. What sources of power do they use? Do they use their power appropriately, where necessary? And develop a strategy to reduce someone else's use of illegitimate power over you if you need to. When you feel powerless or overly influenced, stop and think about what you can do to regain your own power and control. See, you're never ever without power. Make an effort to be more aware of the power you have with different people. And you may have all five sources of power with five different people. Make an effort to be aware of that power and how you have it, how you use it to get what you need confidently and effectively. And look at ways that you might change to have a longer term, more sustainable source of power in terms of expert power or referent power or perhaps both. you've enjoyed this uh, podcast on power and understanding that power and different these five different types let's uh, see how you get on do drop me a line if you want to uh, comment on this you can use the comments on the show notes and please do please leave a review on itunes or stitcher it's now we're now live on TuneIn as well and give us a rating and a review it always helps uh, other people find this Leadership Advantage podcast. Be blessed and have a great week ahead. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Leadership Advantage podcast with me, Dr. John Kenworthy. If you'd like to find out more, visit us at selsim.com. It's why some leaders thrive and others struggle.